Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue listening to Planned Population Reduction by Stan Monteith today. I still recommend you get these three DVDs, The Medical Conspiracy by Bill Sneblin. He explains to you how the Federal Drug Administration, medical schools, drug companies are colluding together to actually destroy your health. So it's kind of a confirmation on what Dr. Stan Monteith is saying. Then Dr. Lynn Horowitz, an expert in health and vaccinations, explains how vaccinations, medical biochips, and politicians are actually colluding together to bring in the mark of the beast. And then, of course, planned population reduction today. The topics are... And these are some I haven't covered. Created viruses, cancer treatments, anthrax, chemtrails, suppressed cures, and a whole lot more. Get all three of those DVDs valued at $90 for gift at prophecyclub.com for only $35. But, of course, the best deal is go to watchprophecyclub.com. Watchprophecyclub.com. And you can sign up 20 bucks a month. You can watch over 160 different Prophecy Club DVDs. Watch prophecyclub.com. Now let's go listen to Dr. Stan Monteith in Planned Population Reduction. Although I hate to say this, but there is very little integrity in science today. It produces osseous changes, increases hip fractures, produces thyroid dysfunction, it produces infirmity, arthritis, premature aging, heart disease. In Newburgh, New York, where they did the original study, at the end of 10 years, what, uh, there was perhaps a little less dental caries, at least they said there was, but there was twice as much heart disease, and nobody ever mentioned that. You can read that in a book called The Fluoride Deception, and we have, we have these studies, double the heart disease, and then we wonder why heart disease is increasing all across America. And then, of course, it produces endocrine dysfunction. Fertilizers. We get percolates and fertilizers. Uh, that comes, of course, from jet fuel. It, um, of course, uh, Absorbed by the plants, produces breast cancer and other problems. Genetically modified food crops. We are, have all sorts of genetically modified food crops. First of all, um, what they do, they're putting uh, various pesticides, genes, into the, into the corn and into the canola, but specifically uh, corn. And what it does, it kills caterpillars. Caterpillars eat the kernels and then they die. But what does it do to human beings? Well, Monsanto, which produced this, would not release the studies until recently when the German court demanded they release them. And what they found out is it altered the, in rats, it alters the white cells. It, it altered the skies of the kidneys. It produced uh, lesions uh, in some of the other organs of the body. And there are no studies on what it does to human beings. And you are all eating genetically modified corn with BT in it. They're not telling you that. Then they have the Roundup-ready crops, wheat, canola, soybeans, and corn. Now, that means they put something in there so that it can't be killed by a herbicide. And so they can spread this deadly poison on, on the, the corn crop, and it just doesn't do anything at all. The, the corn crop loves it. But, uh, of course, then the pollen comes out, and with this genetic modification, it gets on the weeds, and now you've got super weeds that you can't kill with Roundup. And what does it do to other animals? It gets, of course, this is spread by cross-fertilization, by the bees and by the wind. Uh, it alters the ecology. Uh, we don't know what the long-term results will be. However, we do know what's happened with some of these other crops. They had genetically engineered potatoes, and, of course, it killed the, killed the uh, rats that ate it. Uh, they had genetically engineered other crops, and it killed animals in large numbers. Uh, the, the Roundup, which, of course, is being sprayed today, alters placental tissue, and can produce miscarriages and premature births. At least this is assumed to be true. Um, the Roundup, which they're using excessively now, is killing the frogs. 
uh, we know that they're uh, working with something called RBGH, uh, a recombinant bovine growth hormone. And, of course, uh, what you do is you give that to the cows. It's, it's a new product. And you give it to the cows. It's supposed to produce more milk. But we don't know whether they get more milk. But what you do is you increase something called IGF, the insulin growth factor, which is carcinogenic. And in cows, of course, that have been treated with this, you increase the incidence of prostate cancer about four times, the incidence of, of breast cancer about two times, and every effort has been made to silence this. I did a wonderful interview the other day with Jeffrey Smith, who's written about this extensively. He talked about when Fox News wanted to do a study to tell you what I just told you, and they were threatened with suit from Monsanto when, when the reporters refused to alter the story, why, of course, they were fired. Because after all, if we're, do you realize that almost one man in three today gets prostate cancer? And one woman in eight gets breast cancer. And we wonder why it's increasing. Now, here in the United States, some of the companies that, you know, dairies wanted to put on their little box, uh, you know, our, our, we, our milk has no RGBH, uh, no recombinant bovine growth hormone in it. The government won't allow them to say that. In Europe, people are refusing to eat genetically modified food. People in the United States aren't even allowed to know there's a problem. And people are going to die, I believe, in the millions because of this. What will be the effect 20 years from now? Well, we do know what happened when they gave stilbestrol to women. When I was first went into medicine, where we used to give stilbestrol to women to prevent miscarriages. And 20 years down the line, we found out that their daughters, so many of them got cancer of the vagina and cancer of the vulva. And they just had to excise everything, and the women's lives were destroyed. It took 20 years to find out. But you're all eating genetically modified food with BT and uh, certainly the Roundup Ready and all the other things we know with some of the genetically modified tomatoes they kill, the experimental animals they were used on. And anybody who talks about this loses their job. Is this going on? You need to get the facts. They're out there. It's on the Internet. There are new diseases. Where did AIDS come from? Where did chronic fatigue, drugs, chronic fatigue syndrome come from? Ebola, Marburg, fibromyalgia. Flesh-eating bacteria, you've probably heard that. That is actually a, a, a beta streptococcus that's been infected by a virus. The bacteria is infected with a virus, and you get it in and it begins to eat away your flesh, and the only thing you do is amputate it or it kills you. Where did the Gulf War illness come from? The influenza? A Lyme disease? Entirely new disease. Where did it, why do they call it Lyme disease? It started in a place in Lyme, Connecticut, right across the, uh, the inlet from Lab 257, where they did biological warfare. And there are a million people in America today with Lyme disease. We have the mycoplasm, fermentum incognitus, uh, which is a pathological mycoplasm dating back, I believe, to the experiments that our government did following the Second World War. We had SARS. Where did SARS come from? Now, then we have the Gulf War illness. We have one government report, the best one I can find, came out in September of last year. It pointed out that at as that time, 179,000 Gulf War veterans had a service-connected disability as of May of 2004, but there were 300,000 that were waiting uh, to find out if they could get a disability. So uh, figures are about half of our Gulf War veterans, first Gulf War veterans, are now ill in one way or another. What does the illness uh, consist of? Well, the people get rashes, they get asthma, breathing problems, cognitive problems, they can't think clearly, they get memory loss, balance loss, faulty thought process, they get diarrhea, excruciating joint pain, headaches, fatigue, GI upset. Neurological disorders, anterior lateral sclerosis is twice as common in Gulf War veterans and in comparable populations. We have the figures from the government report. Of the Pennsylvania Air Guard, 45% of them had the infections. Of the United Kingdom male veterans, 62%. Kansas veterans, 34%. Kansas veterans, 47%. New England Army veterans, 65%. 
We don't know how many have died because the government won't release the figures, and they've just accidentally lost almost all of the medical records. Can you believe that? How inefficient can you be? Hepatitis B is a scourge throughout the world. And let me read to you from the World Health Organization report. Hepatitis B is one of the major diseases of mankind and is a serious global public health problem preventable with a safe, effective vaccine that's been available since 1982. Of the 2 billion people who've been infected with the hepatitis B virus, more than 350 million have chronic infections. Now, chronic, if you go to China.org, they talk about 10% of China's 1.3 billion people have the virus. Um, about 700 million have been infected, but uh, they don't all maintain the virus. They're able to control it. So they figure about 130 million Chinese are each hepatitis B infected. And, of course, of those, 32 million will develop chronic hepatitis. PubMed says about 170 million Chinese are infected chronically with hepatitis B, and 10% suffer from the other complications. New York Times says that 700 million Chinese have been infected, and 100 million are, are chronically infected. Somewhere between 100 and 170 million Chinese are chronically infected. How did they get ch- chronically infected? Well, how is the disease spread? How is hepatitis B spread? Go back to the World Health Organization website. What did they tell you? Prenatal from mother to child, from child to child. Unsafe injections and transfusions and sexual contact. How many children, pre-adolescent children, do you know who have sexual contact with other sexual other children? No. So they're not getting it that way. So they must be getting it from mothers to the children, but only 15% of the mothers are infected, or in other words, would be infectious. Child-to-child infection is about as frequent as getting hit by a bolt of lightning or meteor. So it's either unsafe injections or transfusions, and most children in third world countries are not getting transfusions. Literally every child in the underdeveloped world you know, has this disease. Worldwide, most infections occur from, in, in, in many developing countries, almost all children become infected with the virus. How do they get it? They get it from vaccinations. And they use dirty needles. We can spend countless millions of dollars uh, to provide you know, the vaccines, but we can't provide any money, a penny, for a clean needle and three cents for a clean syringe. Come on now. Do you really think that's true? We've infected almost every child in the developing nations. Two billion people have been infected with this, primarily by vaccination. The same thing is true with, with um, hepatitis C. There are 170 million people throughout the world who have hepatitis C, primarily from vaccinations with dirty needles. Let me tell you an amazing story. Remember I told you I would tell you about the, um, the uh, AIDS epidemic in China and how they brought it about. Now, I'm reading here from Foreign Affairs magazine. Remember, Foreign Affairs is published by the intellectual elite who rule the world. They are a Sydney extension of the occult hierarchy that I talk about. Foreign Affairs magazine, March, April 2002. I quote. And they're talking about the program that they have there uh, for um, collecting blood uh, to be used to, uh, to get plasma from the Chinese. And you can go into a community and you could offer them $5 to give a blood transfusion. They'd jump at the chance. You know, they might make that much in a month. So after extraction of the blood, an individual's blood is often then mixed with other sellers' blood of the same type and placed in a centrifuge. Plasma is then removed from the whole blood, and the remaining mixture of the cells and platelets is reinjected into the donors. The entire process takes only about 30 minutes. And there are reports of people selling their blood plasma as many as three times a day for five days or longer. But this method of pooling reinjection and multiple plasma sales means that blood-borne diseases in one seller can easily infect dozens of others. Now, I want to ask you, I mean, 
can you imagine anybody doing anything this stupid unintentionally? Taking blood from people, mixing it with other people's blood of the same type, centrifuging and then giving it back, the mixture, and all the diseases that this fellow had would go to all the other people there? You don't do something like that unintentionally. This is being put out for the elite because they certainly know exactly what's happening. And of course, hepatitis C, we've already talked about. Uh, hepatitis C has been spread just as hepatitis B was. And of course, the people are getting, uh, you know, um, chronic hepatitis. Uh, they're getting uh, cirrhosis of the liver. They're getting cancer of the liver. The major cause of liver transplant in America today is, hep- is um, hepatitis C. Mad cow disease. Uh, well, of course, this is being spread. They tell you we don't have it in America, but they won't allow testing of the cows. If you as a farmer want to test your cows for bad cow disease, they won't let you. And you know why? Because you might get a false positive. And think of the impact that would have. So they're not letting the farmers test the mad, for bad cow disease. And where did this disease come from? And why are we seeing a similar disease in elk and other animals? We'll be right back after this message. The recordings discussed on the Prophecy Club are typically offered for a gift of $30 per disc or title, a double disc for 45 or a triple disc for 65 If there are a way that you could watch any one of our DVDs for $0.50 cents to a dollar, you probably want to know about it, right? Well, go visit WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch over 160 Prophecy Club titles for an introductory monthly recurring subscription of just $20 a month or a yearly subscription for $200. The yearly $200 subscription is the best deal because it locks in your rate against increases in monthly subscriptions. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. You'll love the format. It's easy to watch, and the quality is great. WatchProphecyClub.com. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out today. The extreme summer blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for 250, that's $5 each, 25 for 160, that's 640 each, 15 for 120, that's 8 bucks each, 10 for 100, obviously $10 each, 6 for 70, 4 for 50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com, there's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. And now, back to the program. And where did this disease come from? And why are we seeing a similar disease in elk and other animals? They say we're going to have four cases in America, but if you're not testing our cows, how do we know? Mercury. Mercury is being put into the American people. It's being put in through uh, fillings, and the fillings actually vent mercury, and uh, we have all sorts of documentation on that. Uh, It is put in in the thimerosal, it's put in the vaccines, and it is still in some of the vaccines. It's been known to be toxic since 1933. Uh, The term mad as a hatter, because the hatters use mercury to form their hats. Sweden won't allow this. They didn't realize how toxic it is. It produces Alzheimer's disease, autism, mental derangement, neuritis, suicide, mental deficiency. Uh, do you know what profession has the highest instances of suicide in the United States? Dentists, sure. <laughs> You've heard this story before. And, uh, you know, and of course, I mean, the, the dental technicians are exposed to this at large sum. I mean, this stuff is so toxic that it's illegal to flush it down the, the sink, you know, in dental offices. But they're going to put it in our mouths and tell us there's nothing to worry about. It produces endocrine dysfunction. Dental techs have 50% reduction in conception and high rates of miscarriage. Male rats lost interest in sex after they were exposed to mercury. 
Milk, a 30-year study, revealed men who drank more than 16 ounces of milk a day had 2.3 times the degree of Parkinson's disease, but we can't let the American people know that because think what the effect on the dairy industry. A Harvard study showed men who consumed dairy products regularly had a 30% incidence of prostate cancer. Other studies show the incidence of prostate cancer doubles. Other studies show that it goes to three or four times as high uh, when you use the recombinant bovine growth hormone. Uh, milk can be related directly to ulcerative colitis, lactose intolerance, childhood diabetes. But we can't let the American people know that because it would affect the dairy industry. Or is there another agenda? MSG, well, we know the glutamate in MSG destroys brain cells, alters brain function, just exactly like aspartame does. And this is the aspartame is a combination of methanol, uh, of aspartic acid and phenylalanine. And, and how many of you know what methanol is? That's what you drink and you go blind. And then, of course, MSG is related to allergy. It's added to baby food. It produces cardiac toxicity. It produces pathological obesity and, of course, it influences sugar diabetes, both type 1 and 2, and makes it difficult to control. It produces early puberty, lowers the testosterone and estrogen levels, and it may well be related to ALS and produces so many of the other problems that NutraSweet does, mental changes, eye changes. MTBE, we've already talked about, uh, that they put in our gasoline, Agent Orange, produced uh, leukemia, and the government knew it, and they lied about it for years. Proprietary medication, Prozac. I mean, uh, the uh, selective serum, uh, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors are a scourge. They increase rage and suicide. They produce suicide in adolescence. Uh, the problems with withdrawal, other people become zombies. Ritalin, the dextrotine-like drug, it's addicting. Over a million children are on it. it gives them tics, heart injuries, sense their growth. Statin drugs. Companies want to get 50% of the American people on statin drugs. How do they work? They poison the liver. Uh, in the CARE study, which is a five-year study of several thousand patients on Pravacol, 4.6% of the Pravacol patients died of heart disease. Now, if they didn't take it, 5.7% died. So uh, you see there's about a 1% difference. But what the statin drugs do is they produce birth defects. They increase the incidence of cancer. Uh, they produce dementia and memory loss and liver injury and need cholesterol. God uh, uses the liver to produce cholesterol. And there's no incidence, you know, evidence that lowering your cholesterol is going to make you healthier. Because if you already have heart disease, yes, there's a slight increase in, in longevity. But what about all the other problems? If you look at the absolute mortality, it doesn't change. Because you may not die of heart disease, you're going to die of cancer or some other complication. But you see, they don't tell you. And they juggle these figures around. And the old adage that figures don't lie, but liars figure. And there's some wonderful material out in the statin drugs. And, and of course, then we get in the COX-2 inhibitors. And those are the Vioxx, Bextra, Celebrex. If you haven't read Dr. David Graham's interview, uh, the talk he gave uh, before the Senate in November of last year, you need to get it. The 090 study was done by Merck back and was released in 1999. It showed that Vioxx, if you took it, you had a seven-fold increase, 700% increase in heart attack. So Merck didn't tell the FDA, didn't put out a warning. They put this on the market. And then they did another study where they compared it, compared it to Celebrex because they knew that Celebrex would do the same thing. Only that was the vigor study. And what, what it showed was that in the vigor study, even though Celebrex increased the incidence of heart disease, Vox was still 3.5 times higher than Celebrex, which increased the incidence of heart disease. Merck told their representatives, the detailed people who go around to see the doctors, 
that they were, if the doctors asked a question about the incidence of heart disease, they were to say, well, I don't know, you should write to the company. And so if the doctors, most of them weren't going to write the company, but if they did write to the company, the company would say, well, you should write to the FDA. So the doctors really aren't going to write to the FDA, but if they did write to the FDA, the FDA would say, well, we don't know, because the company hadn't told the FDA about all their studies. And they let the people die. And according to Dr. Graham, there were about 88,000 heart attacks, another study, 160,000, somewhere between 88,000 and 160,000 people had either strokes or, or heart attacks, and they knew what was going to happen. But of course, they made $26 billion last year selling statin drugs. But I do not believe this is all about money. I believe there is also another agenda. Of course, we know that officials of the NIH, National Institute of Health, are getting grants from the drug companies. We know that FDA officials are concealing the danger of what's going on. Uh, Splenda, of course, is chlorinated hydrocarbon. Uh, actually, rats won't eat Splenda. They're a lot smarter than people are. Uh, tobacco, tobacco was extremely addic- addicting. Uh, of course, uh, we know that it produces cancer, not only of the lung, but it also produces cancer uh, of the um, larynx, and it produces cancer of the esophagus and of the bladder. And, and the government tell you a this for story. It was written about 2,350 years ago, about 350-some years before Christ was born in Bethlehem. It was written by a Greek philosopher, and it was an allegory. It was the story of a group of men and women who'd been taken captive and been taken into a gigantic cavern where they were kept for many years. And they were kept in chains so that their faces were towards the wall of the cave. And in the center of the cave, they're burned in eternal fire. The people were fixed so that all they could do was look at the wall of the cave and the shadows that were projected on the wall of the cave from the eternal fire. Now, at times, their captors, to amuse themselves, would project shadows on the wall of the cave. They might take the bust of a man or the face of a man, and uh, a statue, and project it on the wall of the cave, and that would be the, the people's reality. At times there were humorous figures. At times there were frightening shadows. And all that they knew for the many years that they remained in the cavern are simply those dancing shadows projected upon the wall of the cave, and that became their reality. And then one day, one of their members broke loose from his chains, and, and he went outside and he saw truth. He saw the sun and the stars, the trees, and he came back into the cavern and, and broke his fellow captives free from their chains. And as they left the cavern, though, they approached, and the light blinded their eyes, and they turned back. Because you see, for so long, their reality had simply been dancing shadows projected upon the wall of the cave. And the question arises, uh, uh, could we be victims of something similar to what Plato wrote about? The, the story I've told you comes from Plato's Republic, and it's known as the parable of the cave. And I would like to suggest that perhaps, in many respects, we are victims of the same sort of situation. Uh, we really don't understand what is truly going on in the world today. It was 76 years ago when a man named Edward Bernay, and Edward Bernay was Sigmund Freud's nephew, and he was the master propagandist. And he wrote a book. It is still available. Uh, it's called Propaganda. And he opens with these words. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed Our minds are molded, 
our tastes formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. I'm going to repeat that again because it's the very essence of what I hope to teach you today. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democrat society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism constitute an invisible government which is the true ruling power in our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. Could that be true? Well, Edward Bernay played an important part in creating the world we live in today. Uh, during the First World War, he was organized by something known as the U.S. Committee on Public Information that was able to convince the American people that we should go to war. And you remember all those wonderful slogans we had during the First World War? A war to make the world safe for democracy. Well, what does that remind you of today? Uh, the war to end all wars. Wouldn't it be wonderful perhaps even to give your life fighting the war to end all wars. And because a small group of people control the media in those days, and those of you uh, who have never seen our, our video, The Secrets of the Illuminati, ought to get that because we go into the background of the degree of control that existed at that time. and They have that video in the back. Uh, we know that J.P. Morgan and his associates really bought up the, the majority of the major outlets, media outlets in America, to convince the American people we had to go to war. And the man who coordinated this whole movement was Edward Bernay. After the war, uh, First World War, uh, why, of course, uh, he was hired by the American Tobacco Company. Now, when I went to medical school in the late 1940s, Cancer of the lung in women was very uncommon. Cancer of the lung in men was common because, of course, men smoked, but women did not smoke. And Edward Bernay was hired by the American Tobacco Company and Lucky Strike convinced women they should smoke. They came up with all sorts of wonderful, wonderful little gimmicks. One of them was a reach for a smoke instead of a sweet. Isn't that sort of something you can remember? And Well, they, they succeeded. They were able to use the media to convince women they should smoke. And Edward Bernays succeeded wonderfully. Today, among women, the second most common cancer is cancer of the lung. And hundreds of thousands of women, if not millions of women, have or will die because of the success of Edward Bernays, who told us, we are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes suggested, our, our ideas formed largely by men we have never heard of. I, in 1950... The U.S. Public Health Service hired Edward Bernay to sell the American people on water fluoridation. The, the promise of, uh, of a perfect smile for children throughout all eternity. And what they were able to do was to turn an industrial poison into a panacea, and we'll talk more about I'm going to break in right there, but I encourage you to get the medical conspiracy, anthrax, smallpox, and vaccinations, planned population reduction, three DVDs, $30 each, normally $90, Today, get all three of them for a gift of $35. Besides that, it goes to Prophecy Club. Help us continue to bring this to you. But, of course, the best deal is go to WatchProphecyClub.com. WatchProphecyClub.com. You can watch all of them for 20 bucks a month. What a deal. WatchProphecyClub.com. That is The Medical Conspiracy by Bill Snevelin, Anthrax, Smallpox, Vaccinations by Dr. Lynn Horowitz, and by Dr. Stan Monteith. You've just been listening to The Planned Population Reduction. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And yes, it is summertime. Thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you.
The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each. 25 for 160, that's 640 each. 15 for 120, that's 8 bucks each. 10 for 100, obviously $10 each. 6 for 70, 4 for 50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. We just launched WatchProphecyClub.com. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable. $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year even when we raise the rates. Watch prophecyclub.com. Go check it out. Watch prophecyclub.com.